Hello, everybody. It's Mary Lynn Harris here of Hard at Work, and welcome back to the podcast series of Creating an Impactful Legacy. And so today on my call, I have Russell Nolte, and uh, he's going to join us and tell us more about him and what he's up to and what's moving and shaking in his world. And I am sure it'll help you as well. So welcome, Russell. Thank you for having me. And I just have to say, it wasn't until you said the name of the podcast that I understood the pun. So uh, I love it. I love it. As a writer, it's wonderful. Okay, great. Thank you. So uh, tell us a little bit about maybe how you got started. I know you're a writer and you um, help other businesses and stuff, but maybe you could tell us, tell me a little bit more about how you got started into writing career or how you got into doing, where have you been? What have you been up to? Sure. So I graduated uh, University of Maryland uh, in 2004, and I started working on Capitol Hill as a videographer doing live shots for mm-hmm. Fox News and MSNBC and Comedy Central. I met a lot of senators. I did State of the Unions and Easter egg rolls and all sorts of stuff. But uh, uh, while it sounds glamorous, I didn't really uh, enjoy it. So I, I quit my job and I bought like $30,000 worth of gear and I started uh, shooting my own videos and shooting videos for other people, mm-hmm. directing movies and uh, TV shows. And it just went so bad, so bad. So like I was so broke the whole time I was doing that. And uh, so three companies that I had founded ended up going belly up before I turned 30. Mm. And I am a big believer that you should be able to dick around and do anything your heart desires until you turn 30. But the minute that you turn 30, like you got to grow up and uh, take (laughs) stock of your life and see where if you actually have uh, the chops to do with the thing. And I looked around and I was like, I just... I'm not making any progress. So uh, having no uh, 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 marketable skills, let's call it, uh, because I have a degree in broadcast journalism and sociology, and those are not the most marketable skills that exist. uh, I was left with sales because sales uh, basically will take any warm body, especially when it's commission only sales. So Mm. I could basically get a job in sales or sales. And so I started at (laughs) Aflac. Uh, and uh, hated it. And then I went to a company called Recycler and started doing uh, sellings. Um, uh, what would I call it? It's like uh, advertising to car dealerships. Okay. okay. And uh, I was really bad at that too. And then I landed at a Sprint reseller. Uh, and uh, so uh, I worked there for six months and I did just well enough to not get fired every month <laughs> uh, until it sort of clicked. And uh, then it clicked and I was, I became their number one salesperson and I, uh, I started, I became their sales manager mm-hmm. and uh, then I went out on my own in the middle, in the middle of 2015. And that was just about the time that I had my publishing company, Wannabe Press, working. Mm-hmm. I owned a, Vri- a Verizon dealership that I still own to this day. And uh, so I, I kind of, I, I, I learned uh, how to sell, sell and market myself and other people. And that sort of led me to being able to uh, have, a, have a career that kind of succeeded uh, where all of the other ones failed. So uh, for the past five years, I've been 
I've been uh, writing and running a publishing company called Wannabe Press, running a training academy called The Complete Creative, uh, including the podcast, The Complete Creative, uh, helping other people do it. And uh, yeah, we've been over six figures for the, since 2017. And uh, it seems to be going pretty well. Uh, as far as writing goes, though, I started writing in 2006, mm-hmm. really heavily in 2006. I directed my first movie in 2007. Uh, I, uh, I got in a car accident at the beginning of 2008, which left me to do not, I couldn't shoot anymore. I couldn't direct stuff. Really, all I could do was write. Uh, it was mm-hmm. the only thing I could do while I was like in this neck brace. Right. And okay. so uh, I, I wrote and I wrote and I wrote and I wrote and I heard a statement that you, your first 10 scripts are going to be garbage. So I just made it a habit to write as many scripts as fast as possible. As, uh, uh, so <laughs> I wrote like 10 in six months, moved out to LA and I started doing comics and, and novels and, uh, and all sorts of stuff from there. And it's just now I, I can pretty much write anything. Mm. As you were talking about being in sales, it's sort of like you finally found your feet and therefore it became successful as a salesperson. Like yeah, I just able didn't to stand on your feet and think on your feet at the same time. Well, I just didn't think that sales was important for a creative career, honestly. Like yeah. I I train all of my people now to to understand that fact, but uh I was very pig headed and bullheaded and thought that uh thought that uh, my work would be so good that people would just find it. Uh, it's very common to the people right. that are starting their careers now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing is, once you failed three companies, you can't really blame anyone but yourself. And so mm-hmm. uh, I really took a hard look and realized that it was that sales and marketing part of it that I was missing. And and most people are still missing. And most people uh, are... Um, uh, uh, shy away from it, but I, I love it. And, and, uh, I'm, I'm happy that other people don't want to do it because it makes it much easier for me. Right. Right. Yeah. That's, um, sales and marketing is always 80% of your business. Even if you're a writer or an artist, anything, you know, you have to be always out there. Otherwise nothing's moving. <laughs> Yeah, they say that you have to be good at two things uh, in business, the thing that you do and marketing. And so yeah. I took yeah. that to heart. Uh, I Some weeks I spend a lot of time writing. Some weeks I spend very little time writing. I was talking to you before we got on that this yeah. happens to be a very promotion heavy part of my calendar. We just finished a big launch. So I've been doing a lot of promotion. Right. Um, I'm sort of winnowing down the promotions that I'm doing so that I can spend some time actually writing. And mm-hmm. I like that. I like like working in seasons where I, 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 I always have a little bit of marketing stuff to do, but right. generally I only go on these big bursts every, mm-hmm. uh, every few months. Uh, and, and that helps me uh, keep things in line. So I'm not always promoting or always writing. I'm mm-hmm. always doing a little bit of, 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 of each, but then I have blocks of time blocked out where I have just, this is where I'm going to do just a ton of promotion. And this is where I'm just going to do a ton of writing. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, so then who's your client base then? Is it, you know, authors or is it, you know, you know, maybe you can fill me in on that. Sure. So it's creatives who sell mm-hmm. products. 
uh, mm -hmm. generally. I do work with some people that, uh, that do uh, services, mm -hmm. but uh, my skill set is really in developing products and then launching them. Uh, mm -hmm. for creatives specifically. So authors or artists who have uh, artwork or, mm -hmm. um, or sculptors or uh, filmmakers or people that are making and putting together a product. But I also work uh, sometimes with people who have never put a product together. Who mm -hmm. uh, So course creators, a, mm -hmm. a lot of uh, people like that who, who are trying to, to package something and productize it. And I think that I'm the thing that I'm best at in business is to just form a product and then build hype for it. So almost everything that I've ever learned has eventually been productized either as an epic blog post or a course or a book or something. Yeah. Uh, and so generally it's creatives and generally it's product based people, uh, uh, people that are selling some sort of product. Right. 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 Cause that was just this. I have a artist group. You'd probably be very interested in meeting them. Uh, they might be very interested in meeting you too. <laughs> so anyway, um, some of the challenges that you face in business, you know, what are some of your biggest challenges that you face in business? So when I first started, most of my work is in audience building. So mm -hmm. I help uh, authors, a lot of authors and other creatives build their mailing list and social media platforms. And it used to be that I, uh, I, I, I needed the audience. Uh, and now I, I need to bring the audience in, but I also have to keep them entertained and keep them from turning away and doing other things. Mm -hmm. So roughly 10% at least, if you're doing things perfectly, 10% of your audience will churn every year, which means they'll like leave yeah. to something else. So yeah. you always have to be refilling at least 10% every year, uh, but more like 20 or 30% every year just to get that 10 good percent every year. Right. And, uh, and so you're always growing. So you don't want to ever be, be, be falling behind in that, uh, in that respect. So mm -hmm. uh, the, one of the biggest things is just keeping the audience entertained and feeding them enough content because now they look to me as someone, as an arbiter and a curator of content to make mm -hmm. sure I have enough stuff for them to read and to buy. And right. so uh, I spend a lot of my time curating other people's stuff building mm -hmm. my audience and then uh and then launching products so i think i'm getting into a much better groove with the launching of products throughout the year right. last year i only did one big launch and this year i have four big launches planned okay. so mm -hmm. um and then on top and then on top of that uh uh it's just making sure that the audience is entertained and then finding new ways to uh to to bring them into the community and, and right. get them excited for whatever's new. So I, I'm, uh, this is a time of great societal and monetary change. And so right. uh, specifically now, uh, mm -hmm. I'm looking to, I basically have to pivot my entire business at least 50 degrees because I've lost a third of a third to half right. my income mm -hmm. uh, because I do so many live events. Mm -hmm. So now I'm looking to, you know, what product can I offer to offset that amount of mm -hmm. money? Uh, mm -hmm. And how can I uh, maybe uh, get some of the stimulus funds that are available to sustain me while I build something that will work in 2021 right. when uh, people will be far less interested in helping out businesses like mine? 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's always uh, a big challenge is having the financial resources to carry us through. So um, can you give me an example uh, of a success story of a launch that you did or a client you worked with that became very successful for you or you were able to help them? Uh, so for my own launches, we just finished a big launch uh, for a book called Cthulhu is Hard to Spell, The Terrible Twos. It's the follow-up to our most successful uh, book ever. Right. And uh, so it raised, uh, We I brought together 73 creators. Mm-hmm. I hired a, a co-editor and we raised $31,000 on the launch uh, during mm-hmm. the, this time of of, of upheaval. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was definitely a huge success. I can't pull a, a client success because mm-hmm. usually what I do is sell courses, uh, not uh, work one-on-one with clients. Right. Uh, I, I, I know many of them have gone on to build their mailing lists and have big launches of their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them just had a about $10,000 launch for his book, Impure Blood. Right. Um, so uh, I have client. I have a lot of clients that just return from my marketing services month after month because mm-hmm. they keep getting good leads, better leads than they're getting anyone else for there. Right. But for me, uh, probably the biggest success was last year. I had a, uh, a a failed book launch. I did. I have a book series called The God's Verse, and when I launched it, it just went so bad, went so terribly. And then I, uh, I rebranded everything and just relaunched it in uh, January and it raised 10 grand during that launch. So right. awesome. it was nice to see something that was rebranded and then, um, and then uh, brought together and then, we, uh, and then being able to be a success and sort of taking a, mm-hmm. a, 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 a clenching success out of the jaws of failure. Right, right. Well, it's sometimes it's always the failures that on the other side is the rainbow, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's sort of been my whole career. That's, that's what I'm, I'm really uh, obsessed with now is failure mm-hmm. and how to help people fail better and how to help them uh, have a safe space to fail and understand like how to take the pieces of a failed mm-hmm. failure and turn it into a success, which I think is what happened with, uh, with this book launch. You know, we did this book launch and it went so badly. And I decided that I had a three step, three steps to get out of this, uh, this, this horrible, like hole I dug myself. Right. The first was we relaunched our book series, uh, Ichabod Jones, Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we did a Kickstarter for that and it raised $16,000 to like, that was step one. Step two was to rebrand and relaunch the God's verse, which we did to raise about $10,000 on that book. Right. And step three was the Cthulhu is hard to spell a terrible twos, which we uh, did a second volume of. And mm-hmm. that book just raised $31,000. So we went from a really pretty miserable failure last year. Yeah. I was in a very bad place last year to having, um, to having those three successes back to back to back to mm-hmm. really, uh, really pull us out of a round. And of course, now we're dealing with the whole new set of challenges. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's all right. Because you, you've done it once, you know, you can do it again. And that's the great thing about uh, when you have a path that you've walked before. So there's two sides of it. Like 
the one side of it is it's good to have the success that you can repeat over and over doing things, mm -hmm. but you also don't want to get complacent and that to be the only thing that you do. Cause right. even though it's something that is successful, there may be much more successful ways out there. Kickstarter is a great way to launch a product, but you know, there are a lot of other avenues that can give you more sustainable income over time than Kickstarter can. So right. things like Amazon with ads and just other things that you can do to, to drive, uh, to drive uh, 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 other platforms as well and figure out how to work them together. So it's kind of daisy chaining where your success is and then building upon it each time, figuring out where the failure point is right. and, then, and then sort of chaining all, that all together uh, 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 over time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure, for sure. So what do you think that uh, you're doing um, to create an impactful legacy? For yourself or your clients um so i thought that the thing that i did to create an impactful legacy was all tied to the complete creative because in the complete creative in the training academy we have epic blog posts and free courses and podcast archives and we are um you know we're i'm really trying to create a guide post for people to who want to build their creative career and mm -hmm. have an unbroken, relatively unbroken chain of what it means to lead a creative life with mindset and creativity and sales and marketing as well. Right. I really thought that that was when, when it was all said and done, people would, uh, that's what people would say was the most impactful thing for them about my legacy. Right. But, um, recently, especially recently, I've been getting so many emails and uh, messages about how much my, my novels have touched people and my comics have touched people that mm -hmm. I'm starting to uh, switch that idea that maybe it's both my novels and my, uh, and my comics and my, uh, and my, my, my training academy. Cause the thing is, the training academy really helps creators. I mean, it's, right. it's set up to help a very specific kind of person, people right. who want to build their career. But there's a lot of people that uh, that doesn't apply to. There are a lot of people that are just readers. And I'm very right. happy that uh, I have books that can impact them, that can get them motivated to do. I love it when people say that one of my characters like inspired them to do something or one mm -hmm. of my books inspired them to do something. So I think... It's something that you don't think about when you first get started, what your legacy is going to right. be. But right. as time goes on, you just, and you, as you grow in a creative career, you start seeing these sort of tendrils you put out there. And it's, it's beautiful to watch all of these. Uh, it's beautiful to watch all of these people uh, 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 be impacted in different ways. And a lot of them, you never know. Some of them come out of the woodwork 10 years later. I get a lot of emails after like five years after someone bought a book from me to like say something. And it's a lot of that stuff that I'm getting uh, recently. I don't know if maybe it's because uh, there's not a lot to do anymore except read and, yeah. uh, and, and reach out to people. Mm -hmm. But it seems like in the past couple of months, I've been getting a whole lot of that, that kind of feedback from our anthologies and for our books. And I even talk about our anthologies because our anthologies are where we, we curate new talent and we bring people together and we create communities in our creator groups. So mm -hmm. I've seen creators work together. I've seen creators take their stories and 
and and and make them their own uh, comic book series or book series. I've seen people t- people have told me that that uh, working on one of our books has been like the thing that catalyst uh, 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 that that was the catalyst for them to start doing creator owned work again or to or to do more, uh, or, or to, to, to take a series and do more with it, or that they tried something and it really like unblocked them because they hadn't been writing. Right. I get a lot of stuff just by going on. It's weird how if you just keep doing stuff over time, mm-hmm. uh, people will just say, wow, just the fact that you're doing something is like mm. is, is 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 inspiring and helpful because I have such a hard time Right. getting up in this climate or doing something or I don't know where to turn that mm-hmm. um that uh just watching you uh like unabashedly go for it uh right. and, is is helpful even when you fail so I mean those are just a couple of the ways that I'm I try to have impact with everything that's really the cornerstone of, of everything that I do is 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 about impact and and having the most impact on the most people. Right, right. Well, no, it's important that we think about, you know, how are we going to be in service? Um, How are we being the servant leader? And then, of course, you know, how does it impact the individual if that's who we're serving? Is this really so about all of that stuff? So um, with that um, great answer you gave, so what are some couple of tips that you could share for the audience that they could do now, maybe just to help them get started doing whatever they want to do? So I think that it's really, the thing that I think that people get wrong about creating, um, I'm going to assume that they, they have created some things before and they're not okay. making their first product is that they don't have an idea of who they are serving right. when they are when they're making their work. The yeah. business is really two things. It is the marriage between customer and product. Right. And I can't tell you how often I talk to a creator or anyone really right. and yeah. I say who and they ask me like what should I make and I say well, I don't know. Like what did your audience tell you? Who do you who are you making stuff for? And they're like mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm right. like, well, there's your first problem. The, so the clearer that you can get on who you make stuff for, and mm-hmm. while you can make stuff just for you, uh, it's hard to just make stuff for you uh, and, mm-hmm. and get, keep motivated to go on. If you're making something for someone else and then they like it, that gives you a lot of motivation to continue on with what you're doing, right. much more than being self-motivated. So a lot of my work, I actually, when I write something, I actually think of somebody in the audience that's going to read it. And I'm like, wow, this person, specific person is going right. to really like that moment. Right. And then uh, when they read it and they like it and they come back to me and I'm like, I know, I wrote that literally specifically for you. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's a lot of of, of, of uh, making sure that uh, you have an audience that you're going to serve. It doesn't have to be big, yeah. but if you want to grow and scale, you have to know really well who you're writing for. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes to, you know, your mailing list and your social media. The, more, mm-hmm. the clearer you get about the kind of person who, 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 who enjoys what you do, mm-hmm. the easier 
writing an engaging newsletter is and the more engage the more the better easier it is to find content and to post pictures and do all the social media stuff because you're now not doing it for you you're doing it for somebody, somebody else and then right. once you're doing it for somebody else it's easier to find more of those people to do that stuff mm -hmm. um but it is important to uh talk about people who haven't started yet and let's just say that you haven't started and so my advice to you is that you have to give yourself the ability to fail and the opportunity to fail. This is true for even if you're, even if you make something great as right. well, you have to give yourself the ability to fail because in failure, uh, there, there's no, there's no higher reward without some degree of failure. So you have to at least, uh, you have to become at least comfortable with failure, mm -hmm. but you don't have to go out into the world and try and sell a thing at first. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do whatever unless you want to make a living doing this specific thing. A lot of people don't. A lot of people don't want whatever thing they do to be tainted by money. And there's all sorts of things that I could talk about with that. Right. But you won't be good at first. Mm -hmm. you, will, you will be awful at the thing you want <laughs> to do. It's, it's guaranteed. Like yeah. when, I, when I go into new lines of business, like, the, like I suck at doing that. It takes me a long time to get spun up on all this stuff. Even just this conversation. Right. Hundreds of hours have gone into me public speaking so that I could be like this, right. be this good, which I don't even think is that good because I stammer a lot. <laughs> but uh, okay, to, to, it's all natural. <laughs> but to know all of the things that I want to say, like I practice it all the time. And mm -hmm. so uh, when someone looks polished, uh, even uh, slightly more polished than you, it's because they're working on it and they've, they've done a lot of work to get there. Right. Um, if you go out into the world and you don't sell something, it mm -hmm. might be because you have the wrong audience, but it might right. be because you just are going out too early and you should mm -hmm. go back and be really, really uh, concerned with getting to be amazing at the thing you're trying to do before you go out into the world and sell it. Because it's just, it's not easy to go out and sell things in this climate. There are so many amazing products. There are so many amazing mm -hmm. creators who are so far ahead of you. Mm -hmm. And making something great is the, is the bar. Okay. Uh, you do need to have some idea of when you uh, will say that I have, I'm a good enough to go out and try and sell things. Because mm -hmm. then you could be stuck in there forever. But, right. um, you know, it, it takes a long time. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell talks all the time about how people get 10,000 hours wrong and right. how like it wasn't 10,000. I was like, not really the point of the whole book. Um, <laughs> but the 10,000 hours at least gives you a barometer of like how much effort you need to put forth. Mm -hmm. And it needs to be focused effort. It can't just be effort for the sake of effort. It has to be the kind of effort that you're doing with intention, mm -hmm. with the desire to get better with the knowledge that you will keep iterating on it over and over and over and over again. Otherwise, you'll just be doing the same mechanical motion, which I see all the time. I see all the time artists and writers specifically never improve because all they're doing is going through the same motion. They're not going through the same motion with intention to get better. Mm. So uh, those are a couple of the things. If you don't have, if, you, if, you, if you're just starting, give yourself uh, or a safe space to fail, understand that you are, uh, that you're going to suck at first. And yeah. uh, if you have, if you have, but if you can make something great, then you really need to find a human 
that you're making stuff for and then figure out what to make for them and get that product uh, get that product uh, customer relationship really tight so that you can predict what this person is going to want before they even ask for it. Right. Right. Yeah. No, great answer. Great answer. Because it's always, even in my own challenge sometimes when I'm doing products or services that to come up with that client, but then, you know, after a while for me, it's easier. It comes to me, but for some people, it just never comes. And so many times at times they fail. So, but thank you so much, Russell, for hanging out with me today. I so appreciate it. Um, Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Any words you'd like to say or anything and before we end the call? Sure. So uh, if you are a creative, I have a book called How to Build Your Creative Career, which okay. could help you uh, mm-hmm. go through and, uh, and, and, and learn the five pillars that I think, which is how to great, create great content, right. how to build a sales funnel and understand sales, how to build an audience, how to sell out live events and how to launch mm-hmm. products. But I also have a podcast called The Complete Creative, which interviews creators about how they build and sustain their creative career. Uh, I've had almost 200 episodes between the new iteration and the original iteration of the show. Mm -hmm. And so there's tons of content about Kickstarter and building a career and mindset. And and I've had some really amazing guests on the show uh, to... To, to fill that out. And then the whole completecreative.com is full of uh, my musings for the past decade, basically, mm-hmm. epic blog posts, free courses, and a whole lot more. Okay, awesome. Great. You'll have to send me the link or make sure you send it to me so I can post it for you. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Okay, well, thank you for joining us today. And Russell was certainly educational. (laughs) I enjoyed what he had to say today. So I hope you did too. And you got one or two tips that you can apply in your business or development, whatever you're doing. So thank you for joining me, Russell, today. I really appreciate you coming on the show and uh, let's chat soon. And you'll also find Russell over on podcasts.hardatworkonline.org and on Anchor. Um, I'll get those links posted out within the next week or so. And um, so take care and I'll talk to you all soon. And remember, always be kind. Bye.